We have an extra special treat for all of our listeners today, an interview with the woman in red, a.k.a. Donna Devisa Rosa, a.k.a. Kika, you're you. This interview was recorded after the finale of The New Pope is aired, so there might be spoilers for all of the episodes. You have been warned. Welcome to the show, Kika. Hi. Hi, Cecily. Hi, Aaron. Um, it's uh, really wonderful to be able to connect with you guys in such uh, a way <laughs> because I really, really admire what you do. It's so fun. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. I, I got to <laughs> say that your performance of the redheaded woman has become iconic in our house. Like uh, instead of calling <laughs> the family to dinner, I just just throw my head back and say dinner. <laughs> and if I want my kid to brush his teeth, I just go and point at him and say brush. <laughs> it's like we're we, we've been doing that ever since like the first or second episode. And it's 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 amazing. The energy you're bringing. <laughs> I'm so happy to be of any help with your children. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, the other thing is like we, it's it's one of our white whales. We want to get the red Jude Law, Jude, Jude Law hoodie. Is there anywhere you can find that? Is, mm. did, did you get to keep yours? Uh, I actually, there's only one of them and I have it in my home in Cyprus actually. Oh, That's wow. amazing. <laughs> Wow, yeah, one do, of a time. Do, yeah, they they gave it to me. They were really nice. Wow, yeah. That's well, this, if you ever start a Jude Law cult, you're you're ready to go. <laughs> I I would follow you for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So mm. we've seen all of the episodes through the finale. Have you seen mm-hmm. all of the episodes after you shot them? I actually just really, really recently watched uh, all of the episodes and it was funny because I only, we, we don't have HBO Go in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched them with uh, Italian, uh, Italian uh, dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very funny and very strange for me at the same time. I really, really need to watch it again in, on, you know, properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So were you watching s- someone else was doing your voice in the episodes that you watched? Yes. Yes, in Italian, reading English <laughs> subtitles. And, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with the whole Italian dubbing thing, um, you know, each actor has their own uh, dubbing actor. So everyone knows if uh, the, the actor is not shown on the screen, if they hear a voice, they know if it's Jude Law or if it's John Malkovich. Uh-huh. I didn't. So someone was talking, I wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't in the picture. And I was like, who, who what, what do you, and then it was John Mark Richards. So, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was strange. It was funny. Yeah. So you worked with, I mean, you were mostly working with a lot of different people in these big scenes. Um, when mm-hmm. we were, we talked to you briefly yesterday about this, but you said that this was one of the easiest shoots you've ever had. Uh, actually, yes, it was the easiest and most fun and, I don't know, the most loving set I've ever been to because um, it was a great big production. Everything was set up nicely. Everyone, you know, there was a lot of people taking care of all everything. So we waited uh, in a nice room, either in a big home or a living room, you know, we were everywhere, everyone um, you know the actors were together, and we were waiting. And at the at the moment, everything was ready. They they got us on the set, so we you know we did our scenes, and we just left. That was it. I heard that. So oh. even in the big, uh, even in the big, sorry, even in the big scenes where a lot of people are involved, we just got in 
just before we hit, uh, you know, go. We heard in some of the, uh, you know, we were talking back and forth before the interview uh, through email and whatnot that uh, the uh, Javier Camara, uh, who plays Guterres, yeah. uh, gave you a, a big boost mm-hmm. of confidence in, in the beginning. Can you talk about that? Because uh, he seems like such a, every, he seems like such a warm and great guy. I love him drinking water and looking right at us at, in the finale. It's very comforting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. He's so, he's such a loving man he's so warm-hearted i couldn't believe it it was my first day of shooting or uh, uh, shooting and i had my first scene right with uh, john malkovich so you can understand like coming from cyprus which is like uh, less than a million you know it's a, a tiny town in cyprus mm-hmm. and having to do all these things with all these actors that i admire and i've never seen you know from uh, close by so I'm sitting in the makeup room doing, having my makeup done and I'm a bit shaky, I'm a bit uneasy, I'm a bit okay, I'm really, really happy and excited at the same time and I'm trying to calm myself myself down and all that stuff but I'm, I'm a bit stressed as well. So I'm sitting there and suddenly I hear someone calling, hey, Kika Kalimera, Tikanis Posisse. So someone started talking to me in Greek. <laughs> And I'm like in Venice in this, uh, you know, in this hotel doing my makeup. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I turn my head and it's Javier Kamar. And I'm like, oh, no. Wow. I, can't, <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then, um, you know, that kept go- on going. So we had a lot of uh, dinners uh, together. And then we met again at the uh, Venice Film Festival. He was really, really super nice and very, very 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 warm with me and with everyone actually everyone everyone loves Javier to be honest (laughs) yeah it's true for us definitely yeah (laughs) uh who would you say that you connected with most on the cast uh we had a lot of uh, things together with Ludivine so we'd spend a lot of time together uh we had a lot of uh, lunches as well um a lot of we walked around Venice a lot um, so yeah, I think uh, mostly with Ludivine actually, uh, but with everyone, it felt like there was this, um, uh, you know, we were in a safe space because uh, Sorrentino kinds of, he works with people over and over again, especially his crew and the people right next to him. They've been working for him for more than 15 years. Some of them almost 20 so he creates this atmosphere that runs through the actors as well. It's like if you walk in there, it's like you're you're walking into a big family, and there's there's no questions asked. You know, you're part of of, of the gang somehow, if I may say so. So mm-hmm. it was really really nice to be. It was easy to be there. It was easy to be around all these great actors. To be honest, I I, I wasn't expecting that. You talk about the how easy the this was to shoot, but I know that like uh, Sorrentino is playing a lot in the show with the balance of kind of beauty and eroticism, the holy and the vulgar, the pure and the profane. And for a lot of actors on the show, that means there's a significant nudity. And for example, mm-hmm. you guys were required to with with the with the the rest of the red hooded cult to stand out naked mm-hmm. on a beach, which 
in the universe they established is somewhere in January or February in the winter and it looks very cold. <laughs> when you filmed that scene, uh, was it actually cold? Was it in the middle of the winter? Was it awkward standing with dozens of other naked people on a beach with cameras rolling? How how that that can't have been comfortable. <laughs> okay, so I had never done nude. Uh, and I never thought I would do actually, to be honest. Uh, I never thought I would work with Sorrentino either. So, <laughs> but why, when you're cast for Sorrentino, you know that there's probably going to be some nudity somewhere somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, I didn't mind. I didn't. Um, I, I, I love how he does it. I love how he shoots. I, I mean. I adore the whole thing. I felt it was almost a privilege. So um, I got the scene. I questioned nothing. I said, I'm just going to go and, uh, you know, they will take care of me somehow. Um, So uh, it was actually, they they left it towards the end of shooting. So it was early April, I believe. Oh, still pretty Uh, cold. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cold, actually. But it it didn't feel, you know, if if you're in the scene, if you're acting, you know, you don't get to realize how cold the water is and, uh, until after they called cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it, it felt very, very, you know, everyone was professional there. They're all, uh, they've been working for, with Sorrentino for ages. They were really super nice and super relaxed. Um, and also the fact that it was just, um, I think it was about 20 or so uh, other actors as well as well there um and they you know it was just this whole group i mean it felt like nothing to be honest it was Hmm. it was a great experience Mm -hmm. i don't know i i never felt embarrassed embarrassed or or shy at all at any at any moment and also they gave us you know that we did uh, the scene they uh, they shouted cut and then they gave us all these uh, nice um uh robes and we were covered you know um, so it was, it was really, really, it was nice. Actually. I feel like, cause I've done this, uh, quite a bit walked in the cold water and the worst part is, you know, uh-huh. as, as it gets like higher and higher, how, how many, how many times mm-hmm. did you have to do the take of you guys walking into the water? Cause that was like the worst part. Did you get it in I, one take? I, I, no, no, no. I think we did it, uh, three times or four, mm-hmm. three times or four. Yeah. All right. Well, you at least yeah. got, you got a chance to get used to it. But, yeah, but it was actually, I think it was my last day of shooting ever. So it was a bit sad as well. I didn't oh. want it to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I, re- I even remember the the temperature of the water or anything or the nudity or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know uh, people love outtakes. I know that there's sometimes a lot of things that are left on the editing room floor. Do you think that were, there was anything, or was there anything that you shot that didn't make it into the show that you can talk about? <laughs> well, uh, actually, quite a few things because I, I think um, Sorrentino is so great with going with his instincts. So he comes up with stuff every day, I think. And I, I got a, a couple of things that weren't in the script last minute. For example, I had a. I had an erotic scene with Ludivine Sagnier, which was really nice. (laughs) Um, Really well written as well. Very, very nice script. And there was also a scene with uh, Jude Law, 
which was also cut, but it was both for mm-hmm. the final episode. So it was it was bigger than longer than the rest of them. So I think it was just you know a part, a matter of um, time as well, and you know with HBO and the whole production thing. So, but it was yeah, it was really really fun to make as well. <laughs> Yeah. I had a, a couple of, there's a couple of uh, things I was wondering about as far as your character. And one of the enduring mysteries that they never really answer is what did the woman in red, what did she whisper into Pope John Paul III's ear when they had that confrontation in, in the square? Can, do you, do you know, did they I, actually give you dialogue or is I it a mystery? I know what you know. <laughs> really? I have no clue. <laughs> oh. I don't know. No. Did, so, did no, they give you dialogue and you just can't say, or they just didn't give you any dialogue? No, no, no. Interesting. No, the script said the, the script said that the woman in the red uniform just whispers something in Sir John's ear, and she and he leaves. That's it. Wow! Hmm. Wow! Um, yeah, and I actually, of course, wasn't allowed to read the whole script, so I knew I only knew my scenes. Mm. So even in uh, Vento Tenne, you know, the, the little island where the whole thing in the um, kids' uh, school happens, I only knew the inside part. I didn't even know that there was this whole thing going on outside, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was a surprise for me. I, I waited until the final episode to realize what this, you know, this woman was doing through this whole show somehow. Uh, it's just um, if you trust, like I trusted the procedure so much, I just let go when I, you know, followed the, I, I went with the flow somehow. Okay. I was going to ask if you were given a backstory for this character um, to, for any explanation for why no. she was such a devote follower, or did you make up one for yourself? Mm, no, I was given nothing. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I love Sorrentino so much. I love what he does and I admire what he does so much that I was like, okay, I'm going to say those lines and he'll take care of the rest. (laughs) So, yeah, no backstories, nothing. I had another question about your character. Um, what do you, what were you, what was she feeling in that moment where the Pius the 13th confronts you and Esther? Because uh, I know that you, this was a big moment for the character. Uh, you'd spent, I don't know how many months in that square waiting for his recovery. You take the extreme rash step of taking this priest and his children hostage. You've killed the priest and, you know, he's there now. What What's going through that, that character's head? Oh, I was hoping you guys could answer that for <laughs> me. <laughs> because you seem to be doing much better work on this than I. Um... <laughs> sometimes sometimes you got might have because it's the thing is um i thought it's just a really interesting scene that there is a little bit of like element of you know you've been looking forward to this you said you know seeing the 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 pope the pious the 13th would be almost like receiving the eucharist you know like uh you you get this blessing but then he's there and he's clearly displeased and disappointed and uh you know, shocked at, at, uh, who's actually there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause like I said, I've, I've still got another 24 hours before I have to do the podcast on this. So I haven't quite finished all <laughs> my thoughts and feelings about what they were feeling, but right. Yeah. I'm wondering if the, yeah. the woman in red believed that really believed that Lenny was dead before he came into that room. 
I thought it wasn't, I, I, it felt like it wasn't my place to decide that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I have another question that you might have the answer to. We see mm-hmm. a lot of women in bikinis in the opening credits of the show, including mm-hmm. Esther mm-hmm. and Sophia and what I believe are a lot of nuns. Were you ever considered for that opening credit sequence? No, no, no. It was shot, I think. Bef- no, no, no. I wasn't in, in it at all. Okay. But I also believe that it was a, like a last-minute uh, decision to to film that. I, I'm not so sure. I can't really answer that question. Sorry. Okay. We just wanted to know how deeply we need to read into everything because it's try- easy to yeah. do in Sorrentino. We're, we're trying to identify like, oh, there's the nun from this and there's the, and yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we're seeing if like you're aware it wears Waldo somewhere in the background maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's having fun with it as well. I don't think he has all the answers either. That's, that's what I, that, that's what I feel. I don't know. Right. Do you have, do you have a favorite scene that you shot? I think the one with the Ludivine that was cut, the one that you see for like a few seconds on the last episode, where you can understand that they're, you know, a bit uh, closer together. Mm-hmm. She's explaining that about. One was really, really. Is that the one where she's explaining how she, the body she of... they want the body? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I of... think that scene gave uh, the lady in the. The woman in the red uniform, you know, a lot of depth and a lot of, you know, mystery. Yeah, absolutely. Do mm. you, I know that nothing's probably confirmed yet, but just in Kika's mind, are you hoping that the red woman comes back in the third season? Are you hoping there is a third season? I'm praying every single <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be yes, great to it see. Was my- yeah, I wish uh, this happens. Yeah, really, this was my uh, my dream, uh, my dream job, my dream work, my dream, uh, uh, my dream relationship in regards to my my craft. So yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> well, I've been trying every night since I finished season two to get on my knees and put my arms out and say, "God, give me season three. Give me season three now, God." And it's it's not working, but I'm going to keep that up and see. Please, if, it, if it takes less time than the first keep one. keep it up. <laughs> please keep it up. Please keep it up. <laughs> is there anything else that uh, you want us to know? Or is there any projects that you're excited that's uh, upcoming? That you're working Ooh, on? I'm actually... Well, um, my, um, my husband and I just created this duo, which is called Master and Slave. And it's a... <laughs> well, hello. And it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a music project. So I've written a lot of uh, uh, songs and he's written a lot of uh, other stuff and we've been working on them and we've been uh, slowly getting stuff together and we'll be releasing uh, songs, uh, you know, in the next few days, actually. We're going to be doing that. Oh, wow. Where can we find that? Um, I think it will be all over the place, uh, Spotify and... uh, uh apple music and all that stuff all right cool so yeah that's one and the other thing is that i'm expecting my second child and i'm almost seven months pregnant oh so, wow, congratulations <laughs> that's, thank you so i'm waiting um we're very very excited for that as well yeah 
Uh, yeah, congratulations. That's an that's an incredible Thank project. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that made yeah, your, yeah, yeah. It's sure a, it's one of your best it's releases. It's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate uh, the time that you've given us. I know it must it must be pretty late in the evening uh, where you're at. And uh, thanks for your time. And uh, again, the a really powerful, iconic performance you gave is the the lady in the red hood. Really added a lot to the, <laughs> the season. Thank you so, so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you and watching your uh, podcast on, on YouTube as well. I love seeing you guys as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much again. Yeah, we, we had a lot more nudity, but YouTube forced us all to cut. <laughs> like, you know, we, it's, it's, it's the limits of the medium. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's an unfair world. <laughs> it is. It is. Sure. Well, thanks for talking to us, Kiko. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. All right.